The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Safety Stew here. Parties and dating can be a lot of fun, but we want to be safe. So here are GetSafe's top three safety tips for a social gathering. Number one, one no means no. No matter if you're male or female, no really does mean no. Number two, two people going to a party is safer than one. Use the buddy system at all times. There is safety in numbers, and quite frankly, you don't look as creepy standing in the corner with a buddy. And number three, if you lose sight of your non-alcoholic or alcoholic beverage for more than three seconds, get a new one and never take a drink from someone you don't know, especially if it's all smoky and bubbly. Yes, drinks are expensive, but your safety is priceless. This is Safety Stew. These tips have been brought to you by the Get Safe Training and Resource Center. To learn more, visit GetSafeUSA.com. And remember to get safe. You're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. What's up? You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Uh, excuse me, it's Get the Funk Out. Right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right. Get the f*** out. All right, enough already. I get it. to get the funk out i'm your host janine happy monday everybody and i'm really really excited to have special guest d wallace on the line to join us this morning and without further ado uh actress and author d wallace good morning d good morning thanks so much for calling into the show uh, it's my great pleasure to be with you what a career i i don't even know I, there's so much i want to talk about in the next half an hour but i want to start off by by saying it's i can't believe it's been the 30th anniversary of et i know staggering isn't it that's incredible (laughs) i know i feel like i just blinked my eyes and you know of course i look exactly the same you know oh you look gorgeous (laughs) no i'm not just saying that. i put that adorable picture up on my blog of you and your sneakers so cute Uh, you know, it's our Wizard of Oz. I, I'm so blessed <laughs> to have been a part of that incredible movie that has changed so many people's lives. It really has. What was it like working on that film? You know, pretty much it was like working on any other film, mm-hmm. really. Um, we had a real tight set. We had a closed set. Uh, I got to be very close with the kids. Yeah. 
we all knew that we were doing magic. We just never had any clue about how grand the magic was that we were doing. Sure. You never find that out until after the movie comes out. You know, when I did 10 with Blake Edwards, I said, oh, gosh, Mr. Edwards, this is going to be such a huge hit. And he said, honey, if we knew what made a hit, we'd have a lot more of them. <laughs> That's so true. And uh, lately, <clears throat> you're on Grimm. Congratulations. That's great. I'm having such a ball on this show. Fun. I mean, you know, rarely do you get to play such big arcs mm-hmm. as I have on this show. She's sweet. She's kind. She's bubbly. And then <laughs> she gets dark. And then she gets hurt. And then she turns morphs into her her animal self. I mean, right. it's just a ride. And the the actors on that show are just such consummate professionals. And I'm just having a ball. That is great. Were you ever, you know, imagining where you wanted your life, your career to go? Um, well, sure. Yeah. I think every actor, you know, ultimately wants to be up on that stage with that little golden statue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not writing it off yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> So you're also an author. You've written your third book, Bright Light. How did that come about, wanting to become a writer? Well, that was a a spring off, uh, absolutely, from the healing work that I do. And the more I learned about the truth of energy and uh, the power that we had in uh, formulating that energy on a three-dimensional level and the truthfulness, um, you know, one day I woke up and I said, wow, everything I was taught isn't true. Interesting. <laughs> Dang, what do I do with that? Right. So I wrote some books to, to share what I know is the truth that comes through my channel. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the last one, Bright Light, actually, it's not the last one. I just launched. Um, a book called Wake Up Now that just came out on Amazon yesterday. Congratulations. Which is a compilation of all of my weekly emails that I send out, and all my followers said, oh, my God, you've got to put these together in a book. So I did. But Bright Light is a journey through my entire life and career, and all the big people and movies that I've done, but also... Uh, the lessons I learned along the way and how I was awakened by the universe to go, you know, nobody's doing anything to you, Dee. You're creating it all yourself. So if you want your life to change, change it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Instead of pointing the finger as to why I can't or why they did it to me, because nothing's going to change if you keep doing that. That's so true. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with actress and author Dee Wallace. Uh, it's so exciting to have you on the show. And now, how did, how did this all come about that you wanted to become a spiritual teacher and a healer? Well, you know, I've always been <clears throat> kind of spiritual. When I was little, my daddy used to call me, his Bright Light, which Aww. is the name of the book. And mm-hmm. I've always had that kind of light, you know, that, that energy, that happiness, that Pollyanna thing. And uh, then a lot of really rough things happened. As you know, my dad was an alcoholic. He ended up committing suicide. I lost my husband at the age of 55, my soulmate, who I was with 18 years. Oh. Um, got hurt in the business. Um, but when Christopher died, that was really kind of the 
straw that, you know, yeah. collapsed everything. Yeah. And um, I dropped to my knees and said, I, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be angry. Yeah. Uh, I want a way we can heal ourselves. And those were the magic words. And within minutes, seconds, really, I was receiving messages. Really? And the first message I got was, "You use the light within yourself to heal yourself. I went, what the hell does that mean? Right. I, I kind of sort of get it. You know, I'd heard the, the New Age uh, lingo. But the discovery of what that first line really meant is probably my life's work. And, coincidentally, really what E.T. was about. It, it was about keeping your heart light on, keeping that light within you on instead of closing it from fear and judgment and um, betrayal and all the things that we have to go through on this lifetime. When you're totally lost and alone yes. and abandoned, can you still keep your heart open and keep your light glowing? And if you can do that, you can keep creating anything. Mm. Once you close your heart, you're, you're done. You've yes. done yourself in. Yes. So true. So true. Now, you're also an acting teacher. Is that correct? I am. Um, I had one of the largest acting studios in L.A. for about 20 years. Uh, I have closed it. I still give, you know, seminars and workshops and stuff like that there, but um, I often think that the universe created my acting studio so that I would have 80 people at any one time helping me refine the healing work that started I see. Uh, while the acting studio was up. It's mm -hmm. very interesting how it all intertwines. That is really interesting. <clears throat> There's so many interconnected uh, facets to you. Yeah, and they all come together in one really understandable point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people all often ask me, well, how can you be a healer and do all these horror films? You know, yeah, and right. I <laughs> lovingly say I've been studying fear now for 40 years mm -hmm. through my acting. And people have to understand that when you act, um, if you at least work with the technique I do, you literally, viscerally go through uh, emotionally and physically everything that the character's experiencing. Yes. So yes. you get a pretty good idea of what fear feels like and what it does to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I can tell you that the biggest, the biggest horror story is us against us is the part of us that doesn't love us, mm -hmm. the part of us that judges us, the part of us that doesn't know that we're magnificent. And, um, you know, people ask me all the time, if you had to put it in one sentence, what would you say? I say, if you want to change your life, get up every day and go, how can I love myself more today? That's so true. You know, and let me ask you this. Do you find that a lot of actors that you've met, they've been through such emotional roller coasters that, in a sense, acting has been healing for them? I think acting can be either incredibly healing or I think if you want to go to the dark place, mm -hmm. 
which is in all of us, you know, again, it's a direction of energy. You can direct energy toward light. You can direct it toward dark. You get immersed in it. You lose yourself in it, and then you succumb to it. Yes. So uh, I think, um, like anything in life, actors use energy and their quote-unquote roles in life, just like we all have our roles in life, um, to either enhance themselves or succumb to themselves. I mean, you know, you have incredibly talented people like Philip and John Belusi mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Right. Um, that are incredibly blessed with talent, have blessed us with their talent, and couldn't deal with the darkness within themselves that they delved into. Yes. They're just big names with the same story that we all have. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the part of you that is sabotaging the greater part of you? Yeah. No. And when we really embrace our personal power and go, you know what? My higher self um, can be in charge more than my lower self, and that's what my intention is, and that's what I'm holding my focus on. Yes. Yeah. Then you can really amazingly your life around. You know, it's interesting. I uh, worked on a film called Escaping the Holocaust, and I had to play a prisoner, and it was so emotionally traumatic. I was so drained at the end of the day. Yeah. And I could see how it's sometimes so hard to pull yourself out of that character at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, because, like I said, your body doesn't understand your acting. Mm-hmm. It, it goes really viscerally through everything you're experiencing. And um, I know after Cujo, uh, they treated me for exhaustion because every scene was, how much do I break down? How do I break down? When do I break down? And my God, we have to do it 15 times for the kid and the dog. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, can be really, really taxing. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, I I found great doctors to work with that put me back together and, and keep me in balance, still I'm, I uh, take adrenal supplements for mm-hmm. my adrenals. But, again, you, you have to be aware of it first, right. I think. You have to be really conscious that when you're an actor, these things can happen to you so that you... And, and again, this is a macrocosm of what goes on with everybody. We continually have to love ourselves enough to bring ourselves back into balance when we go out of balance. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And uh, because when you're out of balance, you really cannot um, focus and hold your attention on the positive that you want. Mm -hmm. So do you have advice for people that are really out of balance? I mean, the whole theme of the show, get the funk out, people that are just so down. Well, I have... Actually, lots and lots of um, incredibly easy ways. Okay. Um, One of the first things is you've got to choose. You see, most people like to really stay in their funk. We get off on our funk. We think it's dramatic and important, and that's the way a lot of people get attention. Sure. And so you have to, we all have to get ourselves to the point of going, you know, I don't want to be here anymore, like when I drop to my knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only one that's going to get me out of this. Now, I may have to find 
some physicians. I may have to find some um, life coaches. I may have to find a church. I may have to find some things to support me in doing that. But that's still my choice and my creation because I have made, I have said absolutely, positively, I have decided that I'm going to feel better. I am. Yes. No matter what I have to do. And I'm going to know that it starts with me. And so I'm going to ask myself, where can I be happier? Right. Where can I choose to be happier? And I'm going to stop blaming everybody else because I'll never ask myself those questions if I keep blaming everybody else. But I'll tell you, one of the easiest things when, when crap happens to us and, <laughs> you know, it's flying around all the time That's everywhere. Right. Yes. Is when you get hit with it, instead of going into the reaction to defend it and be defensive against it, just go, oh, well, there's the crap and start laughing. <laughs> Seriously, it, people go, well, what do you mean I get a thing uh, uh, that, that says my ho- house is going to be foreclosed? Mm-hmm. Oh, crap happens. Start laughing. Yes. Because you know what that does? is it brings you back into balance so then you actually can deal on an objective level with what you have to deal with. Excellent advice, Dee. Yes. You know, yes. if you cannot, if you, if you go into an emotional reaction, mm-hmm. you're never going to think and, and, and proceed clearly. You just aren't. You're right. Because you're already in reaction. A second thing, and I know people hear this all the time, and they don't do it all the time, <laughs> is breathe. Your breath is so flippin' important mm-hmm. to help keep you balanced. Um, there's an amazing uh, exercise, and again, it's so simple, and people will listen to it on the show today, and then they won't do it. Right, they'll go, yeah, sure. And that's <laughs> what I mean about choosing to really do something for yourself. And I got this exercise from a group of psychoimmunologists, which are mind-body connections Mm -hmm. from Harvard. And um, it reversed or or healed to some extent almost every disease they were working with. And they were astounded. But what it does also is it totally brings you your your vibration back into balance and i do it 10 minutes a day that's all you have to do it you can do it anywhere you can even do it when you're driving it's better if you can do it when you're quiet and sitting because Mm -hmm. the first thing you want to do is go into your heart and open your heart and remember a time of love just everybody try it just remember it one experience in your life a good place to always go is with your pet Mm-hmm. Because pets are unconditional love. Yes. So is nature. But that time where your heart was just filled up, you know, I go to opening my door to my daughter's nursery when she was little <laughs> and seeing that beautiful smile and hearing, Mama, Mama, mm-hmm. you know, like God walked in the room, yes. right? Yes. That's my point of joy mm-hmm. and love. And you want to get into that experience. And then you take a long, deep breath to the count of three or four. And as you exhale with a smile on your face, 
you say whatever mantra you want to say. It doesn't really flip and matter. You can say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> I happen to say the things that I'm working on. For example, uh, my channel told me, say, I am money, D. Oh. And I went, well, isn't that kind of base for every?" And they said, no, when you know that you are the creation of money, you'll know that you're the creation of everything. For some people, it's their health. Yes. So you don't want to say, I am well, mm-hmm. because that inadvertently takes your focus on onto your dis-ease. Sure. So what do you want to be? I am health and, and vibrance. You can feel that, right? Yes. And you do that 10 minutes, no more than 20 minutes a day. I cannot tell you how powerful this one little simple exercise is. And excuse me, let me ask you this quick thing, because I... I had read, you actually cured yourself from thyroid, high blood yeah. pressure, all because of your whole way of thinking yeah. about things. Yeah. I used to have um, high blood pressure. They wanted to put me on, on medication. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, I was just really, really, really starting to understand my work. I said, no, you got to hang with me here. i got to see if I can do this with my own work. My blood pressure now is usually 100 over 60. Ooh. Yeah, which is even kind of low for me. Um, Same thing with high cholesterol. Um, I was on thyroid medication. I no longer, and you know, they tell you you'll never get off thyroid medication. Oh, I know. I have a guy that had um, full-blown AIDS. They've really? na- now declared him age three. He still is HIV positive, but he no longer has AIDS because his count's so great. And I literally mm-hmm. said to him, because he says this work, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is what shifted it. And I asked him why. He said, because, D, I hated myself. I judged myself. Um, I didn't like myself. And you taught me to love myself and accept myself and know my own magnificence. And I'm telling you, when you do that, every cell in your body responds to that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a doctor. I have to say that legally because we're talking about health issues here. But I can tell you that many, many, many people that have worked with me have the physical proof of, you know, heart palpitations. And um, I, I had one kid that when he came to me and it actually started in my acting studio, he was on oxygen. He'd come in with an oxygen. This kid wasn't oh, even 30 oh. years old. Oh, that's terrible. You know? And it was all because of this anxiety and, and this stress of all these negative, fearful messages that he'd been given all his life and his constant judgment from his family. Yes. And you're not good enough, you're not trying hard enough, you're not, you know. And when he really moved into truly loving himself, now he, you know, he's off almost all his oh, meds. I love it. It's just miraculous. It's so and it, powerful. we're just not taught it, you know. That's right. None of us are taught to love ourselves. No, not at all. And then something goes wrong and they, something, medication, something is thrown at the problem, like a band aid. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're hypnotized in this country, guys. Yes, yes. 
You know, I just uh, did a film in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. In three weeks of shooting there, I never saw a pharmaceutical ad or anything about a disease. How refreshing. <laughs> I mean, we are literally hypnotized, and that's why I'm saying if you're not conscious, you've got to live consciously. Right. You know, I, I see those ads on TV, and I go, yeah, well, I'm in perfect health. That's mm-hmm. what I choose to create for myself, and I'm loving myself enough to give it to me. Yes. You know? But this thing about personal power is up big time for everybody. And it's so important to teach young people to celebrate their authentic, powerful self. Did you want to talk about that for a minute before? Oh, I think, you know, if that's going, you know, and always has been what Mm -hmm. saves the world. You teach your, your young people to be powerful. And we're talking about the grace of power, okay? Not powerful like... You're going to sit down and you're going to do what, I, you exactly. know, that's what we've done to them. <laughs> and that's what, what we've had done to us. Oh, I know. That's taking away power from another person is to usurp your power over them. I'm talking about the personal power that you have as a creator in your own life through your thoughts and your perceptions and your reactions and your actions Nobody chooses those things for you. You are absolutely the God of you that chooses your thoughts and how you want to see the world. So, you know, Einstein said, there's really only one decision we ever have to make. Is the world friendly or is it hostile? Right. Because from that one perspective, all of your belief system is formed. Mm, Powerful. So true. We have to wrap up soon, unfortunately, but do you have a website where people can find out more about your books and all about your I do. It's IamAMDWallace.com. A lot of great stuff on there, a lot of free stuff to get you started in this amazing work and empower you, and a lot of programs that are starting right now that are really, really empowering. So, yeah, come play on my website. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I'd love to. I'm going to go check it out. Well, awesome. I would love, I would love, love, love. You and I just need to sit down in two hours and have a long lunch anyway, baby. I would love that. I would love that. I'm going to take you up on that. And I know you're so busy because you're shooting films, but I'm going to send you an email or something and see if you're free sometime. Please do. We'll create it. Sounds great. All right. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Oh, much love to you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was actress and author Dee Wallace. So excited to have her joining us on Get the Funk Out this morning. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Janine. If you missed any part of the show, I will have it up on my blog within an hour, probably by about 11 o'clock after my show wraps. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with another very special guest, Peter Del Tondo. He's the founder of Design Versus Cancer. Hang tight. (laughs) 